1: is WWTC Minneapolis-St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis, Intelligent Radio.
2: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. President Biden's
3: approval ratings continue to fall. The Rasmussen Report's daily presidential tracking poll for Friday shows that 37% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Biden's job performance, 61% disapprove. The latest figures include 18% who strongly approve of the job Mr. Biden is doing and 49% who strongly disapprove. This gives him a presidential approval rating of negative 31. At this point in his presidency, Donald Trump held an approval rating of 41%, 7% higher than Mr. Biden. Bernie Bennett reporting.
2: Beginning next Wednesday, most abortions will be illegal in Wyoming. That law bans abortions except in the case of rape or incest or to protect the life of the mother. The Wyoming legislature approved the ban, and the governor signed it last March, expecting the Supreme Court would overturn Roe v. Wade. This is SRN News.
3: This week in the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. This week, the
0: president declares an emergency on the climate. As president, I'll use my executive powers to combat the climate crisis in the absence of congressional action.
1: Join us for our program, sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Every Saturday evening at 7 and Sunday nights at 11. Here on AM 1280, the Patriot Intelligent Radio.
4: Looking for something to read? Well, I got it for you. Our July Regnery Book of the Month is Storm in the Land of Rain. A Mother's Dying Wish Becomes Her Daughter's Nightmare. A memoir by Sylvia Foti. You can sign up to win a copy at our Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Hour 2 of the Narn with Mitch Berg is next.
5: Portions of this program may have been prerecorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its
1: management. This is The Northern Alliance Radio Network. The longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's
4: great to be back in Minnesota today.
1: Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy.
4: Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and world. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The show that's making talk radio great again. The Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog is shotinthedark.info. My job, my beat, if you will, uh, bringing the truth to the world every Saturday from 1 to 3, along with my colleagues, Jack Tomzak, who's coming up at 3 o'clock, the new guy, every Saturday afternoon. Brad Carlson, normally heard from 1 to 3 on Sundays, but he's off an assignment, special Ultra special surprise guest host tomorrow. Hint, it's not me. It's maybe not the last person on earth you'd expect, but kind of a new one for the station. First attempt at uh, guest hosting here at AM 12A The Patriot, and it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this show tomorrow. And of course, uh, King Banyan, Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 on her sister station, AM 1440, The Businessman, together with the Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 12A The Patriot. Now, Something I wanted to talk about. I just touch on from the last hour here. I talked for a bit about the embarrassing performances by a number of DFL politicians. I mean, Representative uh, Matt Klein. Senator Matt Klein. Uh, DFL legislator Matt Klein, uh, complaining about uh, about all those nasty bullies on the uh, on the, on the uh, Jensen Burke campaign. Uh, seemed to be talking more about uh, projecting something from his own internal demons than anything about current politics i don't know uh have your people call my people uh, mr klein uh of course ilhan omar's fake perp walk her fake handcuff walk uh to the absolute delight of twin cities media who exist largely to give her camera time and of course lieutenant governor flanagan's a disgraceful, disgusting performance of of white, uh, excuse me, urban progressive privilege. I mean, waving the bloody shirt of oppression uh, in in the one of the most bizarre ex- and tone deaf examples of punching down I've ever heard. Which literally every Republican in every second, third, and fourth tier suburb needs to wave in front of their people, uh, in front of their constituents for the next six months. Here, this is just absolute six months four months i mean these are this is votes on the hoof here and 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 in saying that i i made a remark that i I need to clarify i've clarified in the past i'll clarify it again because it's important dfl politicians can say anything they want to their audience to their voter base knowing that their audience just doesn't think that critically about things. They think they're very well educated. Because they they've had national public radio, Minnesota Public Radio, for decades telling them that they're the audience that's the smart people. It's fun to watch their heads melt down. I remember fifteen years ago when Rush Limbaugh had his 30th anniversary 20th anniversary on the air. The Pew Research Center did a poll on the general state of political knowledge among media audiences. And it turns out Ditto heads, the, uh, the the deplorables back before they were called deplorables, the ditto heads that made up Rush Limbaugh's audience, tested in, in the spectrum of the American media audience, tested for knowledge of current events and news at the top of the heap, tied with NPR's audience the mainstream media's audience considerably below sorry star tribune sorry channel 4 your audience is ignorant and you can i, I think they know uh, democrat politicians at all levels know this and they know they can count on it and and i brought this up because i felt there was a need to to comment on this when we went to break and during the break i'm watching the tv here i'm watching uh the 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 good neighbor on channel four and there was a Tim Waltz ad on television. Now this is a measure by the way of how the internal polling is uh, working for the DFL right now. And we've had Angie Craig advertising for close to three months on morning television. Now we got Tim Waltz spots on television right now, a, an incumbent Democrat in a state like this, that uh, it is confident of waltzing to victory. Isn't spending their money on television during golf tournaments or whatever is going on here on channel on, on channel four right now? They they would be spending their money on pushing it down tickets to to win swing races. They're not. You're not defending the governor's office if you're Mark Dayton in 2016 or 2018. If, if you're Mark Dayton in 2014, thank you very much. That's right. That's when he ran for re-election uh, with great confidence of victory. If you're Confident that you're involved in a walkover, you've got better things to do with your money, like send it on down to down ticket races, like, say, those third tier suburbs that look likely to get completely squashed. Now, that's that's all that's that's all strategy here. But the content of the ad itself sort of reinforces my point the the idea that Democrats can count on their voters being essentially very gullible. Uh, very over school. I don't want to say over educated, over schooled rubes, ignorant people with degrees. I think that's what we're talking because We talked about that last week. The the overwhelming majority of power in the in the Democratic Party in Minnesota and nationwide is white people with college degrees. Minorities are turning away from the, from the, the Democratic Party, including uh, Latinos. Uh, there's a great article by Karen Sullivan in Alpha News this past week about Hispanics rejecting the progressive movement. Uh, I think Charlie Kirk pointed out on his show this last week there has been a 43-point swing, 43, 44-point swing in Latino uh, voter identification or sympathy, I guess, uh, favor I, I, against a generic congressional candidate, uh, g- generic Republicans. It's gone from a 47-point... Advantage in twenty sixteen to three points today within the statistical margin of error, and as uh, Ben Shapiro points out, if it's tied, the Republicans are leading because Democrats take polls, Republicans don't but as evidence of my thesis that Democrats know that can say can can say anything they want to their audience because they just don't think that critically, this Tim Waltz ad made three claims. Uh, first of all, that that we in Minnesota have the fifth highest job growth in the nation. That he is defending Minnesota's right to choose. And that he balanced the budget. Now, if you know anything about politics, you know that at least two of those are complete BS. Now, if you know anything about economics, you'll know that if Minnesota has the fifth highest job growth in the nation, it's not because of DFL policies, It's a happy accident or it's a dead skunk bounce because over the last year we've been recovering from Governor Waltz's ham fisted lockdowns. I mean, when you push a significant chunk of, of the workforce out of work and they come back to work, well, it's an increase technically. But it's not exactly a healthy one. And in any case, I would ask any DFL to explain what is it? policy that you have actually creates job growth because i'm going to break it to you son there are none your policies create no jobs they will create short-lived infrastructure jobs i mean basically union construction jobs that eventually filter money back to the dfl sure but growth in the public sector is not growth it's parasitism I mean, they're people with jobs, but those jobs are paid for by taxes, which is essentially is transferring money from the parts of the economy that produce to government, which is not growth. I mean, there may be job growth, but it's not economic growth. That's fine. I mean, we could argue about that, but I don't think there's any possible way you can credit the Waltz administration for the job growth. The other two are just laughable protecting a woman's right to choose? That's a constitutional issue in Minnesota. The Constitution in Minnesota guarantees abortion, as I write, in the state of Minnesota. And no governor can override that. And In fact, the fact is, if if for some reason uh, the Republicans took over the governor's office the Republican governor would have nothing to do with the repeal of that constitutional provision because governors have no say in that process. The legislature passes a referendum on the constitutional amendment process with with a certain margin, and it goes to a vote of the people in a general election. The governor can do nothing about it, including veto the measure. The governor, whether a Republican governor in the future, God willing, Scott Jensen, or Governor Klink, has nothing to do with it either way. The right to abortion, love it or hate it, is a guarantee in the Minnesota Constitution, and the governor has nothing but a bully pulpit to put into it. And that's the only thing Governor Waltz is any good at. <laughs> and by the way, the balanced budget that he claims credit for in his TV ad? Even more so, it's a constitutional requirement. You have to balance the budget. You can't have an unbalanced budget in Minnesota. And by the way, the only reason it became balanced at all was because of all of that federal money pouring in. We have a surplus because of federal COVID money that didn't get spent, that he gets to claim credit for, both for having a surplus... And for sending out, and I can't believe he has the gall to call them that, for sending out, or at least proposing to send out, Waltz checks. Little bits of pennies from heaven going out to the voters in his name to let them know who their benefactor is. So when Governor Waltz puts this ad on the television, and you're watching this with your gullible progressive friends, point these things out. They may not like you for it. But I don't care. Let's go to the phones. Maple Grove, Ron, you're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go right ahead. What an honor, sir. I've been listening to you for 10 years.
6: First time caller. Thank you. Um, your ironic ana- uh, analogies of the left are absolutely ingenious. <laughs>
4: Thank you very much.
6: Fly- you are a master wordsmith. And I simply enjoy listening to you. I don't know why you're not on Fox
4: or uh, Breitbart. Anyway, because so I'm not young um, and cute, but thank you, I appreciate it. Flattery will get you everywhere.
6: Well, you know, it, it, you're a you're a blessing to us here in in the northern uh, uh, blue world, Zell Miller. I have a, I I'm not sure which I'm more concerned about. The fact that this congressman running for the uh, governor of New York was uh, nearly stabbed in the neck, yeah, and killed, or that the district attorney in the county of New York let him let the would-be
4: killer free, yeah. Now I'm I'm, I I don't know which shocks me more can can you i know what should concern me- you more absolutely ron i will I, I thanks for your call by the way and thanks for uh for listen for tuning in after uh 10 years uh don't be a stranger i i don't know what should surprise you more but i know what should concern you more and that's the second part the attorney general of the state of minnesota uh, state, state of new york or any attorney general any prosecutor any agent of the state that has two different sets, well, not just two different sets of justice, because, of course, if someone went after Kathy Hochul uh, with a knife, uh, all (laughs) hell would rain down on them for all eternity, uh, at least legally speaking here. Uh, But even worse than that, when prosecutors and the governments for whom they work back away from from the the concept of, of enforcing law and order, which Let's be honest, is government's one sole, solitary, unambiguous reason to exist to provide the order that one needs to have all the things that make democracy possible. Once you've done that, you've abrogated your one abrogated your one legitimate reason to exist as a government. There's a lot of reasons government exists that are arguably legitimate or not. We can argue about a lot of things about about foreign military adventurism about the welfare state about the regulatory state those all have arguments on both sides and 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 believe me those arguments have been the the key to the arguments about politics for centuries now but providing the rule of law to to supplant the rule of men is what makes prosperity possible you're not going to produce anything if you're not, if you don't have some reasonable assurance that you will reap the benefits of that, you you take your product to market, you need to be reasonably certain you're not going to get held up uh, on the way to or from the market with your goods or your or your, your cash or get it stolen when you're at the market. You have to be reasonably certain that, that whatever you accumulate isn't going to get stolen from you. W- without law and order, prosperity is impossible. And without prosperity democracy is impossible because i mean if you're a hunter gatherer waking up with the sun to to keep yourself alive and going to bed at dark because you're too tired to do anything else the rights of man are academic at that point without prosperity uh, freedom is academic without freedom law and order is onerous without law and order none of it none of it is possible in the sense that that we are accustomed to in this society the, the amount of the, the, the amount that our prosperity that we're all accustomed to in this country that we take for granted is based on law and order is astounding. And the fact that people don't realize this tells us how good things have been for how long, how spoiled this nation has gotten and how people can look at lieutenants, governor and I should say prosecutors and attorneys general like Keith Ellison and like this hamster in New York State that let an attempted murderer. Of an unfashionable congressman, uh, sorry, gubernatorial candidate, uh, go and do a second class of justice just like we've had here in Minnesota for years, by the way. When people stop counting on the government to dispassionately and impartially apply law and order, that's when you start having real problems maintaining a democracy. I went three minutes past my break because the point is that important to me. This is perhaps one of the most important battles we face in America today, and I thank you for bringing it up, Ron. Much more when we come back. Go Nowhere.
1: we tried Dynovite for gut health and immune support, and after a couple of weeks, our little gizmo was acting like a puppy again. His coat was shinier, he had a lot less scratching and shedding, and he seemed like his happy old self.
2: My dog smelled and scratched constantly. We bathed and sprayed her, took her to the vet, but no results. Now, a little Dynovite in her food helps Bella keep her beautiful coat with no scratching or smell.
0: Get 10% off your next order of Dynovite nutritional supplements for dogs at dynovite.com. Happier, healthier with
1: every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynovites! <laughs> After nearly three decades on the sidelines as an Emmy Award-winning reporter, Michelle Tafoya is now coaching us through today's insanity. Check out Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya for her unique and sane perspective. You'll hear from players, coaches, subject matter experts, and key players in the political sphere. Stream Sideline Sanity with our MVP, Michelle Tafoya, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Next week is the business benefactor for Jack's Basket. Since 2014, Jack's Basket has celebrated over 5,000 babies with Down syndrome. For details, go to jacksbasket.org and keep listening to this station to hear how you can help.
4: AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651 289 4488. The number to call. It's being called the best pro life movie ever made. The Matter of Life, Are the Unborn One of Us. This documentary takes a compassionate, complete look at the abortion debate. The a very timely reference with the over, recent overruling of Roe v. Wade. You'll hear from women, former abortion clinic staff, historians, faith leaders, pro-life atheists, and much more. Watch it at SalemNow.com. Do. I don't forget, you also invite family, friends, even uh, members of the pro-choice community to watch it. We can change minds. And we can help you save lives. That's what it's all about. What both sides are having to do right now: convince people one out of the, uh, one at a time. All right. Speaking of convincing people, I've been convinced. Uh, I've been told now that it's acceptable to say who the uh, Brad Carlson's uh, substitute host is tomorrow. Brad, of course, normally heard from one to three on AM twelve eighty, The Patriot, every Sunday as the Sunday closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. He is on assignment tomorrow, and in fact, every Sunday all month. I'll be in uh, a week from tomorrow uh, doing the video I do. But the substitute tomorrow, none other than Senator Dave Osmek joining us. Many times guest, in fact, probably the the uh, longest-standing single guest we've ever had on this broadcast, uh, going back to our first year on the air when he was uh, still a Maple Grove City Councilman. Finally, getting on this side of the desk here, and boy, it's going to be lit. So, uh, Dave Osmek, uh guest hosting tomorrow in lieu of Brad Carlson. I cannot wait. I will be tuned in for every last dotted i and crossed t of that broadcast. So, tune in tomorrow. So, this past week, actually Sunday, after I got off the air and I was off running an errand, I heard the news: another mass shooting. And I thought, oh, great, here we go again. And of course, I mean, any shooting, it doesn't have to be a Well, first of all, it's a spree killing. I mean, the media misuses that term almost criminally, misleadingly. A mass shooting is any shooting with three or more victims. It can be a robbery gone bad. Most of them are uh, actually uh, not even uh, most of them are gangland drive-bys shooting into crowds of people and and, and killing or injuring people. You can't even have self-defense mass shootings. People don't know this. There have been several cases in recent years, of, in one particular one I'm aware of. A, a 14-year-old in Texas responded to a home invasion. Four guys uh, kicked in the door. He grabbed his dad's AR-15. Well, there's no use for an AR-15 in self-defense. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, He, uh, he shot and killed, shot all four of them, killed two of them. It's a mass shooting. It was also justifiable and self-defense. No, the term you're looking for is spree killing. I can't emphasize that enough. A killing where murder is the only motive. Not robbery, not gangland or revenge, not even terrorism. Killing people. That's it. That's the only motivation. And those are the ones you're thinking about. Parkland and, and Sandy Hook and, and uh, Columbine. Those were crimes where the only motivation was to murder people. That's it. And I heard the news break of another mass shooting at a mall in Indiana last Sunday, and I thought, "Oh, here we go again—just, just what the good guys need." But this was different. It took a while for the news to leak out because it's the last thing the media wants to get out there. But this one was ended by a good guy with a gun, and some nice shooting. By the not to get all, not to get all fanboy about this, but. Uh, the the shooter, a uh, fellow named Elijah Dinka, uh, Dinker, twenty two year old uh, guy out at the mall with his girlfriend. Did, by all accounts so far. Again, Berg's eighteenth law is still in effect. We don't know if we've gotten all the news, all the information so far. And God knows the mainstream media isn't covering this. I mean, literally, the the best the the best synopsis of the story from uh, the the good guy with a gun angle is on not the B the non-satirical branch of the Babylon Bee that actually reports straight news. That is the best synopsis of the good guy with a gun angle of this mass shooting that you can find out there, that I have found out there. According to the reports, uh, Dinker, uh, with uh, 15 seconds after the shooting started, and by the way, uh, the, the murderer whose name I will not utter because that's what he wanted when he was alive, which he no longer is, uh Dinker engaged him within 15 seconds of the of the attack starting. He, he already he did, in fact, kill two people, three people, I guess, that he shot while they were sitting eating in the food court. Cowardly scumbag that he was. Uh, Elijah Dinker engaged him after moving his girlfriend to safety and sheltering some other people hi- behind him. He opened fire at a range of 40 yards. Now, When you train for self-defense with a pistol, the vast majority of engagements are at less than seven yards. In fact, if you take a self-defense, if you take the the carry permit training class, you're generally told, keep it down. (laughs) Yeah, you should only be engaging with lethal force when they are very close in and it's your only option between life and death. Well, the reasonable, there was a reasonable threat to Dinker's life. You could probably find in Minnesota or any major blue city, a prosecutor would say, hey, 40 yards away, you could have turned and run. Uh, apparently, Indiana does not have a duty to retreat. They have stand-your-ground laws. This is why. In Minnesota, uh, Dinker could very well face prosecution, even though the uh, he, he carried and shot perfectly legitimately. Anyway, Dinker fired 10 shots at a range of 40 yards, 120 feet, hit eight times, hit nobody he wasn't supposed to hit, killed the piece of vermin that had already murdered three people. I I don't want to get too effusive about this because this is an act that will affect that young man's life for the rest of his life, and I hope and pray that he doesn't uh, wind up with some serious emotional response some serious ptsd down the ways here but until then and with all of that understood the guy's a hero the guy is an american hero the people who are not heroes are the people who went out of their way to nullify or even even try to brand dinker's act as a bad thing i mean you had any number of of uh, leftist fops on social media going, "Well, actually, you can't call him a good samaritan because a good samaritan would have brought a first aid kit, not a gun. Like, "Shut up. The good samaritan acted against society's expectations of him when he helped uh the the the, the passer uh, when he was a passerby and helped the stranded person on the road in the Bible, which is what Nathan uh Elijah Dinker did. He had he he did he, he did the completely counterintuitive, staying in the line of fire and <laughs> an immense personal risk to do the right thing. Yeah, he's a good Samaritan. But we will be talking about something almost worse in terms of the media's response when we come back. Northern Alliance AM 12 the Patriot.
0: Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement, have a burst pipe, dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? Champion Plumbing is a call away. Champion will be there fast in your time of need. They service the entire metro area, and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe. A champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done. And that's Champion Plumbing. Online at championplumbing.net. When you call, make sure you tell them the Patriot sent you.
6: Dad, why do you get so many phone calls?
0: Well, son, many people need help with their homes after a bad storm. I want to be available to answer their calls no matter the day.
6: Bad weather doesn't know it's Sunday, right? You know what? I want to be just like you when I grew up so
0: I can help people too. Hi, I'm Alex, sales manager at Estate Claims Services. You know, I share that fond memory of a conversation with my son to show Estate Claims Services commitment to our customers. We know storms don't wear a watch, You may not be available during our normal office hours, but relax, knowing that whenever you call, we're going to answer. It's the same with all our customers, because when you hire us to repair the storm damage on your home, you're working with a local Twin Cities company. We're not a storm chasing company. We're here when you need us and will be around long after the work is finished. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com. Estate Claim Services, your local, available anytime storm repair company. Search Estate Claim Services online today. Call my dad today. AM
4: 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, which is, by the way, the best, longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities, uh, I, if I say so myself, and I do. Uh, you can join my, me, Brad Carlson, Jack Tomzak, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, Saturdays from 1 to 5. That's right, Jack's coming up next. And Sunday afternoons from 1 to 3 p.m., Narn brings you the best local political conservative talk, and we are darn proud to do it. 651-289-4488, the number to call, should you care to join us. And, and and I hope you do, because it's a great day for it here, folks. It's always it's always a great day for this sort of thing. Now, of course, we before the break, we were talking uh, about uh, Elijah Dinker, who I, I don't want to make light or uh, especially get especially ebullient about the act of killing someone in self-defense uh, because it's a bit of a caricature and a cliche that the left loves to to barber on about uh, that being said three dead is better than uh, two do- uh two dozen uh, better than than dozens killed or wounded which in a place without a elijah dinker available and ready to 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 Roll, that's what would have happened. That's what happened in Buffalo at the uh, Mercury grocery store where uh, a dozen people were murdered by a guy who nobody could resist. It's what happens at most mass shootings where people are not, most mass shootings, well, I should say, most spree killings happen in places where civilians aren't allowed to have firearms in schools and federal buildings and government office buildings. Uh, or in, in states where citizens like New York or California where citizens just can't get carry permits. And even with uh, the Bruin decision, they still won't be able to get them. The The passive aggression of New York state government is just out of control. But and and, and by the way, some of the responses, I, I talked about one particularly egregiously stupid response. Another worse one was. And this was right after the news that the dinker had killed. Uh, the the attacker came out someone, uh, not just one person, a number of people tweeted, well, what good is a good guy with a gun if three people died? As if the good guy with a gun is only valuable if he kills someone before they shoot at all. Which, by the way, would make a self-defense claim a little tricky, got to admit. And requires a level of predictive ability that one would think if if that's actually possible shouldn't the cops do that i mean not that you want a world like minority the movie minority report where the the government actually predicts who's going to commit crimes and and, it arrests them before it happens i mean you don't want that but if for some reason someone were able to do it Why would the cops? I mean, you could if if, if good guys with guns are of no value because people die before the good guy with a gun can kill the attacker. Then why are police of any value? I mean, that's the logical extension of that question. Well, the worst response came from the mainstream media, which has been engaged for quite some time. I mean, literally decades in, in trying to poo poo the notion of the good guy with a gun. I mean, you, the, the first standard chanting point for most of the hoi polloi on the left was, and, and all leftist gun control organizations, good guy with a gun is a myth, which is itself a myth. It's complete BS. Uh, there's a, a graph, a graphic that the, uh, that the left likes to go to, the New York Times posted about a month ago, uh, tracking the results of 433 active shooting attacks. Now, these are, to be fair, they covered the right category. Active shooters, not uh, mass mass shootings. But uh, tracking 400-odd uh, mass shootings over several decades. And they came up with some numbers. Actually, they put together a dendrogram, basically a list of streams showing the different results from the total. Uh, of these 433 attacks, 249 of the attacks ended before the police arrived. 184 ended after the police arrived. Now, they use this to try and debunk or poo-poo the notion that uh, citizens with guns can do any good. Now, what they didn't do was control for how many of these 433 attacks happen in places where civilians are not allowed to get at firearms. That is going to be my project for another stormy weekend here is to find that data and go through to find out those 433 active shooter situations. How many happened in schools? that are posted no guns how many happened in government office buildings that are almost always posted uh, no guns in in the case of the federal government on pain of a felony violation how many took place uh, in places in states where civilians have a virtually impossible job trying to defend themselves it's like say the supermarket shooting in buffalo last month i'm going to guess the vast majority but Let's let's wa- run our way down the numbers here. Of the 433 attacks, 184 attacks ended after the police arrived. And after the police arrived, 98 of times they, they, they shot the attacker. 33 times they subdued the attacker. 38 times, uh, sh- I should say, 33 were subdued. 38 uh, died by suicide. 15 times they surrendered. Now, by the way, that's more or less in line with the guidance that police were given after Columbine. And the first thing the police are supposed to do is engage as quickly as possible because nothing stops a mass shooting like getting them out of the space in their head where they think they're still in control. I I mean, when the killers die of suicide, that's because their plan's been thrown off the rails and they, boom, check themselves out. Or they surrender. Which... Happened uh, fifteen times out of one hundred eighty four. In other words, about six percent. Let's. That's what the police are supposed to do. So let's look at the two hundred forty nine examples of attacks that ended before the police arrived. You follow the dendogram down, and you get to uh, in one hundred eighty uh, in sixty four of the two hundred forty nine, a bystander subdued the attacker forty two times, shot the attacker twenty two times. Of those, by the way. Twelve were citizens, seven were security guards, and three were off-duty officers. Well, that's what you want security guards to do, so more power to you, security guards. Although, in some cases, the security guards, being uniformed and identifiable, are attacked first, say, in the New York supermarket attack. (laughs) The the, the armed guard was the first target, because with him out of the way, nobody else is going to be armed. And the anti-gunners and the media, pardon the redundancy, look at this and say, hey, out of 433 shootings, only 12 were ended by a citizen with a gun. That's a minimal percentage. It's also completely misleading. For starters, again, the vast majority of active shooter situations happen in places where people are citizens, civilians are not supposed to be armed. In some cases, you know, say you take your gun into a post office and they see you, you're going up for a federal felony rap. Even if you're the most law-abiding citizen in the world, carrying a gun into a post office is a federal felony. So, uh, and, and by the way, post offices were almost a social cliche in the 1980s as a place where spree shootings happened. So, if, uh, if, if you defend yourself with a firearm in a post office, you've got a good chance of going to jail for that, even if you get a justifiable homicide, a self-defense claim. But it's also misleading on a couple of other levels. For starters, again, after Columbine, the Secret Service did a study of spree killers and determined, again, that the best thing you can do, really the only useful thing you can do when someone is out there actively trying to murder people with no other motivation is to resist them with lethal force. And it doesn't matter. I mean, they prefer it be the cops, but it doesn't matter. Because when that reverie in which the spree killer operates, because this is something they've been planning for months, sometimes years, and they're as they start things off, they're in the zone. I mean, they're on their plan. They're living out their life's mission, really, in a sick way. That's exactly what's happening. And when a bullet goes zipping by them, or even in some cases where uh, the threat of being shot at materializes, that fugue state, that dream state that they're in goes away quick. And in a large number of cases, they run away or they kill themselves. And, And I've documented examples of both. 2018 uh, attack very similar to the New York uh, the Buffalo New York attack took place. a white suprem- an avowed white supremacist walks into a Kroger in Lexington, Kentucky murders a black man. A white man with a carry permit draws but checks fire, doesn't shoot. The murderer says yeah, whites don't kill whites and he took off but he took off, murdered another black woman on the way out because that's what he was there for. and a black man, Dominic Rozier, out in the parking lot, engaged the murderer. Didn't hit him, but the murderer didn't stopped running for his car, just ran off down the street, was shortly apprehended by the police. So you have to see, this would be counted as someone who left the scene, which, by the way, they say, well, in 185 uh, of these 249 attacks that ended without, before the police arrived, they left the scene. That's almost half yeah but he left the scene because someone resisted him with a gu- a good guy with a gun resisted or they say what he died of suicide well that's not the good guy with the gun he killed himself well yeah they did and why is the question you might ask i've documented two different cases among many uh two in particular december 11th 2012 clackamas mall in portland oregon fellow walks in with an AR-15 intent on killing people, kills two people, and a felon named Nick Melly drew his Glock, for which he had a permit, pointed it at the killer, who saw the gun pointing at him, and he turned and ran away into a gap store where he killed himself because his plan was blown. Nick Melly didn't fire a shot, whether he froze up or whether he figured he had a good chance of hitting an innocent bystander. It doesn't matter because the attack ended there. Uh, Another great example, a New Life Christian Center in Colorado Springs, a fellow who'd already murdered several people at another location and came to the church fully intent on murdering as many as he could, killed two people sitting in their pews before a woman named Gina Sama, a former Minneapolis police officer, who was an armed civilian serving as a voluntary security guard, shot at him, wounded him. And some otherwise generally smart friends of mine on the other side of the gun debate said, hey, he killed himself. That doesn't count. He killed himself because his plan was blown. His plan was blown by a good gal with a gun who put shots on target and convinced him that he wasn't going anywhere and his life's mission, his dream of murdering people in this church, was gone by the boards. He checked himself off of this planet on his own. But he wouldn't have done that without Gene Assam putting a 9 millimeter hole somewhere in him to convince him otherwise. This New York Times graph is pure garbage. And I, I plan on proving it in as many words and in numbers as soon as I possibly can here. But when people say, hey, there's only twelve out of four hundred and thirty-three, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts there, and I plan on showing them down to the last dotted iron crossed T. Northern Alliance Radio Network AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Go nowhere, I'll be right back.
5: It's no secret, America, we've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the the Free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the Free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cashback's not available in gas in Jersey, Wisconsin.
3: The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish, and we're from Oakdale.
6: Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools.
3: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for
6: our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com Hi, I'm Anthony Commerce with Commerce Water. Let us build you a long-lasting, high-efficiency water softener. If you contact us now, you'll get $400 off our new wet technology water softener. Do it right the first time. Contactcommerce.com. AM
4: 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, by the way, don't forget, well, you don't have to, you can forget if you want, but I urge you not to forget, <laughs> an Elephant in the Room coming up this coming Friday night at the Rosetown Legion. It's on uh, County Road C in Roseville, right uh, east of Victoria, west of Dale. And we played there last month, I had a blast. By the way, if you uh, came out to see us last night at Neeson's and Savage, oh, what a night that was, what a blast. We're going to be back there uh, Labor Day weekend, I think it's the Saturday night of Labor Day weekend and that's just going to be a blast. I'm I mean uh, it's if last night was a was a total hoot because uh, by the way bars usually slow down unless they have a softball league or a volleyball pit out back. Bars usually get kind of slow in the summer. uh people off the lake whatever. No, we had uh, a full house last night for a good chunk of the night and uh, people stayed through the whole evening had an absolute riot uh not literally speaking no i mean it was just a lot of fun i got to see some people i hadn't seen in a long time a uh, great time we're going to be at the rosetown uh, legion uh, again friday night we played there to uh, had a great night there about a month ago and hopefully a better one this week uh this coming week so stay tuned for that a lot of gigs coming up with elephant in the room uh 651-289-4488 jack tom Zach coming up here uh, after the top of the hour here by the way, right after, actually, I believe it was right before the uh, the shooting in Indiana that was uh, ended by a good guy with a gun. One of a large number, actually, of good guy with a guns, uh, good guys with guns ending shootings uh, that the media will avoid reporting. Uh, it's not the only thing they avoid reporting. Washington Post came out with one of the most despicable bits of sniveling I have ever read. Uh, on, in Ray, the topic here, and and they wrote, in as many words, there are too many mass shootings for the U.S. media to cover. This year has already seen by one count more than 320 mass shootings by one count. No, by a particular count, a very particularly uh, <laughs> misleading uh, count, uh, a count that counts all mass shootings as defined in the last segment or two segments ago, any shooting with three or more victims, mostly gang shootings, of groups of bystanders, drive-by's. It it counts sicarios executing rival drug dealers in groups of three or more. It even includes self-defense shootings in some cases. Rare cases, but definite cases. Uh, but they say there by by one count, more than 320 mass shootings. That is done entirely to inflame the ignorant, again, because Democrat voters believe whatever they're told. The story goes on to say news organizations must make agonizing decisions about which shootings warrant on the ground reporting and for how long. To which I have to respond, wah, wah, wah. No, it's not an agonizing decision for you. It's really fairly simple. Shootings that involve people that look like network executives, white, upper middle class, suburban, they get the coverage. Shootings that show the promise to inflame the emotions of the of well any normal human being, but especially the uninformed, uh, easily manipulated human being. Oh, they get the coverage, justifiably so. But shootings of people that the media write off, uh, as as the National Public Radio crowd likes to refer to them, black and brown bodies a disgusting way of referring to human beings, by the way. That's another affectation of the left, referring to black and brown bodies. No, they're not bodies. They're humans with brains and souls and intelligence and perceptions of the world, not just bodies that exist to rack up uh, counts of people with a certain pigmentation. That being said, That makes it a fairly easy decision. They agonize not one iota over three black children shot in Chicago, three Latinos shot in Houston, three people shot in Newark or Baltimore or Stockton or Cleveland or St. Louis or New Orleans or North Minneapolis. Not an agonizing decision at all. There's no skin, pardon the expression, in the game whatsoever for modern mainstream media when you're talking about people who are considered (laughs) cheap votes on the the hoof and electoral cannon fodder in blue cities. Nothing agonizing about the decision at all. Three people get shot and wounded in North Minneapolis, even South Minneapolis these days. It, it might get a little extra coverage if one of them is a child. Other than that, barely anything. I mean, Chicago has several mass shootings, every the equivalent of several mass shootings every weekend. Chicago is just a huge mass shooting with zip codes in vast swaths of, of parts of the city, not the whole city. Some parts of the city are as safe as Prior Lake. But the parts that aren't blow the roofs off it. This is this is why The Washington Post's sniveling news organizations must make agonizing decisions about which shootings warrant on the ground reporting and for how long. There's nothing agonizing about it. It's nothing even especially difficult for them. I mean, maybe some of them have some moral qualms about it, but there's no evidence of this visible on the air anywhere ever at all. If it happens in Chicago, South Chicago, if it happens in Newark, if it happens in Trenton or Camden or D.C. or any blue city, nothing agonizing about it whatsoever. See, that's the way it works. here. By the way, speaking of agonizing, the media has been reporting it. Dave Chappelle, perhaps the greatest living comedian in, in many respects, got canceled. Further embarrassing the, the, the state of Minnesota, the city of Minneapolis, by outcry from communities and employees at the five institutions run by the same conglomerate that runs First Avenue. Apparently, a large number of their employees said they would leave if Dave Chappelle was allowed to appear. Uh. Uh, that 's worth a segment on it, so i 'm going to sit on that till next week folks this This right there is worth another whole week, uh, whole hour on its own. Jack Tomzak up next. go nowhere. See you next week. God bless you all. God bless America.
5: The 3M Open is back in full swing. Cameron Champ will return to defend his 2021 3M Open title against Tony Finau and 154 of the world's best golfers at TPC Twin Cities from July 18th to the 24th. Catch all of the action live and be a part of golf that matters. Make the 3M Open a family affair. Kids 15 and under get in free with a paid adult thanks to Cub. Get your tickets today at 3MOpen.com slash tickets. That's the number three, the letter M, Open.com slash tickets.
2: This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org.
3: The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults.
0: Hi, I'm Jeff.
3: Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale.
6: Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools.
3: The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family.
6: Details at TwinCitiesTuition's.com.
1: AM twelve eighty the